0: First of all, how many people are listening have you heard or getting this shot? I understand our head's gonna be open and the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum is gonna be uh, open for people to get their shots. I've already had mine too and they said the state of Oklahoma based on Trump supporters are ignoring uh, the shots. That's what he said today. But we have some of people of color that said, I think they're catching on. The shot is necessary in the mass. But anyway, we have approximately 541 persons who have died, and that's, that's one too many. Also, in the remembrance and dialogue, Mariella Berry, um, 69 years old, they have her funeral yesterday, she is the sister of Phil Harris, and they're part of the Satchel Page family. Then, Albert Sykes, a known uh, icon here in uh, Kansas City, passed away, and the other fellow, I can't get his right name, uh, say it right, but it was Koto. He was in Live and Let Die, and he died in the Philippines at the age of uh, 41. Now, today's show, as soon as we get right on there, uh, we're gonna have at least three or four people. And these people are very, uh, they are talking about state of the art. They'll be able to graduate with and Mr. Alvin Brooks. He's also has published a book and it's called uh, Binding Us Together. And it's a book that's on sale and we have Mr. Uh, Benjamin. Uh, he's with the Office of Citizen um, Complaints, and he has been there since Willie Walton. So, do we have any one of them? Or we have Rod on the line with us? We
1: got Rod. We got Rod, and i not join until later on, a half hour from now.
0: Mr. Brooks. Well, the, you know, the, the show must go on, but go on. Okay. Okay, Rod, right, then we'll, we'll start with you. And you're the host. I'm just assisting you. We're going to Okay, let's go back right now. I need uh, the move for number. Uh, I got it 225. What is it, 8-8?
1: Eight,
0: 3-1, eight, I think. Huh? 3-1, I have to go back and look for it. Do I need to? Yes, you do. How you
1: doing, Rod? Doing great. Doing great, great. Yes, Fred is all out of yes. yes it is. Yes it is. The beautiful day today, is The same way in St. Louis Alex out in the sky. <laughs> hey, we need that. And hey, and we we well right now the Fred C the swing, what can we say? Yes, yeah, that's
0: right. Exactly yeah, right. Four, five, it is uh uh eight one six. Five eight eight nine two. How are you doing, Mr. Rod?
2: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How about you?
0: Okay, I was. Uh, thanks for. I, I was thinking that if we, if uh, Mr. Folks, could get uh, Sanchez's email, he could emailed some information. And I'll, I'll get back for a Monday, and we'll just go from there and get everything together. The other situation we got going.
2: That'd be fantastic. That'd be
0: okay.
2: fantastic. Yeah. Can, can I offer a reflection you know, on Brother Al tonight?
0: Yes. Uh, he, he passed away two days ago.
2: What an incredible meaning? You know, I think about the bill for and what that really means. Not just for people in Missouri, but for Americans. I mean, and in some way, justice will be done. Uh, you know, he's struggled for years to get that ad, and of course, he did it, uh, it. It's Republican control of the federal Congress.
0: Uh, so, uh, right. Uh, President Bush uh, had him up in Washington.
2: That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> people understand and appreciate the value of justice. Right. Uh, too, too bad we don't, in the same way.
0: Area, I think about four standards and uh but, but not yet. And what did you get from the well, you know, Mr. Alvin Syder had to stick to this. He would uh, it wouldn't let nothing stop him and he didn't have a high school education and he didn't want to go back and get it, but he wanted some people to do his story so he knew uh, uh, more than he could get out of high school and he proved that he was very Successful and all the things he, he worked at.
2: That's right. That's right. That's right. And I think that
0: that's important because you know once you set our mind to get something done, there's nothing that can stop. Mr. spike certainly heard that. Well, you know, he had uh, when that when a friend of him got murdered at Liberty Mall, so he when he, he didn't stop. He kept on, kept on till different people. So well, people know things, but a lot of times are afraid to get involved, they say. Uh, I don't want to get involved unless in something happens to their family. Then all of a sudden, they become very vocal. Well, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, uh, and I think part of you we left relate
2: that as uh, the closing resolution to initiate. You only ensure that the bad things that we're trying to avoid are going to happen again.
0: But well, that's true. Do we have Mr. Uh, Merle on yet? Okay, sir, uh, before we build you up, we're going to let you tell us. The office, I remember when Willie Walk, uh, Walton was the first one, and then Pearl Faye, and now you. I don't you been? Tell the people what you do, the people who might not know and should know. Oh
2: good afternoon, um, Brother. Uh, my name is Ralph McInnes. I am the Director, director of the Order of Services Office of the the department. Um, I was charged with reviewing um, the investigations of allegations of misconduct against members of the in the very Police Department. We um, review matters um, dealing with bias-based policing, um, harassment, discourtesy, improper um, conduct, you know, proper member procedure. Um, we're, we're just not involved with officer-involved shootings. We, um, we're not involved in that conduct. But everything else is carried
0: Okay, when they had that demonstration uh, about a month ago, down in front of uh, City Hall, is that? The th- and I think what happened: a young lady. They-
2: trying to make it as easy as it possible to file a complaint. Um, so the first thing that they can do, they can always go to our website, it's uh, complaint. it's all one word, kccommunitycomplaint.org, and they can fill out a complaint there. Uh, that way they don't have to have any contact with um, the police department, um, they don't have to worry about trying to catch us in our office. It's any time of day, day or night, they can file a complaint in our office. Um, and also, they can always reach out to us. Um, my direct line, my direct line, my number, 889 6641. They can always reach out to me personally. Uh, we can talk to the situation, and I can personally guide them through the process and make sure that they're is
0: heard. Well, our host, our uh, guest host, Rod uh, Chapel, how would you, or the NAACP, how would you interact with the Office of Citizen Complaints? Well,
2: you know, that's a great question. I believe this is President uh, Roger Williams, there in Kansas City, would be the primary contact for complaints brought by the NAACP. New York is designated. Uh, so if there's an individual here in our listening audience who's got a concern about the uh, police department uh, and is worried or not willing to or doesn't know how to file the complaint, so we have got the website and the help number. You can always call 844 help 844 WAC and uh we'd be happy to uh everything we have been uh advocating for assistance here uh for decades of course
0: and have brought many many issues of concern up and uh, of course we'll continue to do that. You know, except for Mr Reverend uh Williams, uh the uh now K C M O um president in WACP but people would say that NAACP did not get involved after somebody else got involved and they didn't take initiate the lead, but I find it on Mr on the Reverend Rodney Williams that even against the VA they had complaints and they're making change they're getting results in other words. That's right. That's
2: exactly right. Well and, and you know, there's been a number of
0: issues that have come up
2: through uh the NWCP, including you know, uh, black folks who have the police called on them while they're trying to eat like happens here in Sonic, in uh, Independence, uh, or people who uh, experience the same thing down at the plaza. Now, are these police issues at their heart? Not necessarily, but the minute that an officer responds, you bet it. And it's up to us as uh, citizens and those folks who are police officers to do the best they can to try to relieve
1: some of these situations. Um, and I understand that that's typical. That's got to be difficult,
2: but you have to have some kind of accountability. Uh, I, I would ask, how many officers have lost the ability to be police officers based on uh, complaints that have come through your office? Um, that I would not know. By um, take that you um, We're not involved with you know, the disciplinary functions of the process. Uh, all we do is render decisions as to whether or not. We believe that there's been a violation of procedure. Once we leave our office, that is under the um, guise or the standard control of the uh, chief of police oh. um, to, to uh, hand, uh, handle uh, disciplinary action and things of that nature. So once we make our decision, we're pretty much out of it. Sheriff, sure, are, are your decisions uh, open to the public, or are those something close to the department? The decisions are open to the public, however, at this time the investigative files are closed to the public because they've been deemed to be personnel records. Therefore, the investigations themselves are are not open to the public. However, we do publish um, a narrative uh, related to every complaint that comes to our office on our website. Uh, So you're able to see what the complaint was and also as it goes through the process, we'll also post what the final disposition is as well. Do you find it difficult to build trust in the community for these investigations when the investigations themselves are not Uh, Very much so, very much so, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, Um, the way way that we're structured, the government structure of, um, you know, in Kansas City as it relates to the police Department itself uh, leads to um, distrust, um, you know, there's always been this this narrative of a lack of accountability and transparency, being that we are employees of the Board of Police Commissioners, you know, question as to, so yeah, absolutely. So that's why we have to make a concerted effort uh, to get out and, and to, to interface with the public, um, to, you know, try to provide as much as possible. I just want to backtrack on something, you know, you talked about, you know, the involvement of the U.S.A. Let me just say that, um, first of all, Reverend Williams, uh, we had met before, but I, I met him about a year ago at a, at a presentation at the Poochard-Walky uh, comparison center, and we had a full plans to get together and to, to, to work together to, to, to try to remedy some these situations, and then COVID hit. So we were kind of derailed in, in that aspect, but I can also say um, that Bill Whitman, who, who works closely with that chapter and that office, uh, I talk to him regularly. Anytime he says that he is Mr. Whitman reaches out to me um, uh, personally. He has my personal cell phone number, and, and we're able to talk about those things. So I can admit, Uh Great work in the community, and the fact that it may not be on the front page local but those individuals are working very hard. Whether it's through advocacy, whether it's through community education, whether it's working with community, uh, they are doing a tremendous job here in Kansas City in trying to, to, to deal with some of these uh, community and police issues.
0: I haven't heard the name of Bill Wick, and very uh, a good friend of mine, but he's with uh, community relations with the Justice.
2: Phone calls <laughs> <laughs> I thought he had some uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, he's no longer with the department, business, but now yeah. uh, he works closely with the and he makes sure that if there is a community concern as it relates to the police department, uh, that he gets in contact with you directly. So, yeah, they, he, they, they, have, they have a tremendous team over there, definitely. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He, he's been a fighter. idea about this, the number of complaints that your office handles or receives uh, in a year? Um, it fluctuates, there's an flow. We, of course, I think due to COVID, at 12 months, we've been down, of course, but we
0: conduct anywhere between 200 investigations per year. Uh, we probably receive close to, uh, I
2: want to say 400, four, four to 500 complaints, but not all of those complaints are always um, concerned with members of the Kansas Missouri Police Department. Um, one of the things about our office is that, you know, even, if you, even though we don't have um, a jurisdiction with uh, KCPD, we will still try to assist uh, members of the public if they have a complaint about any area of law enforcement, whether it be uh, Jackson County, Raytown, Grandview. So, I would say on average we get about 400, 400 to 500 points total and anywhere between two Two and three hundred of those are investigated um, per year. Okay. okay. And how many, uh, what's your staff look like? How many folks do you have working there uh, on Oh my God, we are, we are small to mighty. <laughs> Currently, uh, at, at, at capacity we have about uh, seven individuals. But right now, um, we are, after the retirement of uh, former director of Pearl Payne, um, I have myself as executive director, I have office manager, um, and I have uh, three analysts. So, um, we will probably be looking to bring some people on once, uh, once we get the budget numbers and, um, get will be okay to go ahead, because I'm also, um, looking out a retirement coming out in July, so, uh, we'll probably be looking to hire, um, uh, hopefully a few more people in the next 12 months or so. Okay, okay, well, be sure and send us those job announcements as soon as they're available. We'd like to help exactly. those positions. Indeed, yeah.
0: talking the Kansas Missouri Police Department that if anybody got in trouble, y'all was kind of lenient on that before you joined the force of course, sir. But <laughs> that was what the citizens thought what I heard. And we yeah. should be joined by uh, the very known Alvin Brooks in not too long. So, but you can tell we on YouTube, we on Facebook, we're on uh, the people with... Uh, a certain type of uh, cell phone, and also it's Ferguson, USA, at com, and we want you to increase our listenership, because the main thing, the two gentlemen on there will be joined by our third one, is interested in getting results, not people putting you in uh, chapter 13 or whatever, file Thirteen, but people to get results, isn't that right, gentlemen? Absolutely. Now that i said my little spiel, <laughs> we all carry the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the big difference and some of the work that we do, and of course as a trial lawyer, I can to, try, try to find justice in the courtroom. As an advocate, when the courtroom won't get it, you take it to the street. Um, but with, with the office that we have with us today, it is literally funded by our capital. Uh, us inquiring about accountability and ensuring that our city is operating in a way that is it's supposed to what is really uh what's what's the biggest challenge facing facing uh your office? Today? Um the biggest challenge I would say is some of just the legislative tools um that we create. Um I would I would love to be able to um, give more details, more information about some of the investigations that we do, especially when it comes up in community conversations. But quite frankly, because these are considered personal records, uh, we're limited in what we can actually talk about. Um, I think that, like I said earlier, it it, it contributes to that whole notion of of distrust. Um, Because it it, it gives the feel that we're trying to hide something, when actually that could be further from from the case. Um, I I also, I think there's just a lot of misinformation um, about what this office does and what our actual Authority and powers are. Um, we happen to work in a um, an auditor um, auditor model um, oversight meaning that we do a whole lot more than just um, reviewing the investigations. We also um, make policy recommendations in terms of training and things of that nature. Um, so the whole the whole So the aspect of reviewing the investigation of the complaint and that nature. Uh, so it did that. Also, it doesn't come out necessarily that even though an officer may not have the time to have the right and procedure, there is something, some type of remediation that happens in the investigation, um, whether it's advisory, uh, uh, whether, whether it's training, um, things of that nature. Something happens with all of these. Uh, so it's not like another uh, investigation it never goes filed. to There is some type of administrative action that goes on just by the very virtue of complaint we filed. <laughs> okay, okay, well, and that's important for people to know. Uh, and how long you you all been around? Uh, we are actually the oldest continuously operating civilian oversight agency in the country. It was first founded in 1969. <laughs> so we are coming up on, uh, yeah, about 50 years, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 the, the, the first one was actually uh, New York, but they disbanded they, they, uh, for a time, which pushed Kansas City to the, to the front, and I think we are now followed by Detroit, so, uh, we have been around for, for quite some time, uh, going all the way back to, uh, my um, good capital brother, Willie Walton, yeah, was, um, he was <laughs> uh, the former, former director of uh, the office, uh, but yeah, but it, it's been a while for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. In, in terms of your mission and, and the goals, do you think the uh, objectives of the office changing or expanding or uh, continuing on perfection? No, I, I, I think I think we're, we're going to have to change. Uh, like we're going to have to change. I think uh, we're going to have to change the uh, scope of services that it offers. I think there's a, a greater need for Education. I think there's a greater need for us to become involved um, at the, at the uh, time of inception when you talk about development of policy and procedure. I think that even you know the types of investigations that we're able to be involved in will, will expand over time. Um, you know, I, I think that any time that you can put um, more levels of accountability and transparency into any of the systems, the better. Um, so, I, I, right now, we're actually how can we broaden the scope that we're providing and, and giving the, uh, the community at large greater insight into not only what we do, but the result of the work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and I think that that's important. Um, yeah. and, and You mentioned getting together with uh, Reverend Williams, the president of the Kansas City of uh, If I can encourage you in any way to follow up on those types of relationships that you can talk about, some of our other um, Without that trust, and I understand if you have a problem with transparency based on your office that you operate on, it can be hard to be seen as an asset as opposed to just another barrier. Would you agree with that? Oh, of course. Of course. Of yeah. course. And, and that, that's the position that we've taken, I think, for a number of years. you know, um, it, it, It's a lot of sleepless nights when you're dealing with a lot of these issues. <laughs> Um, and, and and but but the thing is, you know, I, I tell people all the time, it's like I, I encourage people to complain about everything, you know, because that's the only way that we're going to have the opportunity to take a look at it. You know, whether you think something's going to happen or not, still let somebody know that something happened uh, because that is that's the only way that something can be initiated if notification is made. And then once that notification is made, hold the oversight agencies accountable to do their job their work. Hold me accountable for these things that I'm supposed to do to make sure that your your voice was heard and that it was properly received, and that you, just, you were given some type of publishing feedback on,
0: on your complaint. Why don't you repeat um, about what you do if somebody has a complaint and your procedure and what type of complaints you and what they should do in order for it to reach your office.
2: Okay, so if um, if you have come into contact with where they are uh, a sworn member of law enforcement or they are even a civilian, uh, the first thing you can do is I, I always encourage you the first thing you do as early as opportunity is to write it down exactly what happened because your memory is fresh, um, you remember some details, write the details down about that. Business. The second thing that you will do is you can go online at www.kcqecomplaint.org, you can file your complaint there. If not, you respond to any Kansas uh, City, Missouri Police Department Division Station and just request a complaint form. They will give it to you. You can fill it out there and you can turn it in there. Um, they will give you a copy and they will notify my office immediately of that a complaint has filed. Um, you can also go to if you're North Delivery, you can respond to Northland Neighborhood Incorporated. Um, I don't know if the ad hoc office is a resume normal business out of the because they changed through the COVID, but you can also file a complaint at the ad hoc fine. Um, and, of course, you can respond down to our office located at 635 Avenue in suite 2102. Um, and so, once you file a complaint, um, once it's been received by my office in process, we give you a call to make sure that we have the details of the complaint clear before we pass it on. And we also discuss with you um, the options that you have before you, in terms of resolving the complaint. Um, we have, basically, uh, two tracks. Uh, first, first one being investigation. That's where the to uh, the uh, internal affairs unit where they will set up a time to interview you to further discuss with you about the complaint to get the details. Um, once they get the details of the complaint from you, they pull all of the, uh, the records, whether it's video tapes, audio tapes. Um, they interview any witnesses that you may have. They also find they will interview uh, the subject member that you're complaining about, and then they forward all of that information. Once it's, once it's been approved by the, uh, the commander in that, in that unit, they forward it to my office, where it's randomly assigned uh, to an analyst. The analyst will then take a look at the file uh, to make sure that it's complete. If there's any information that the analyst feels that they need in order to make a decision on that file, they have decided to, to send it back uh, to make sure that that information is included in. The Uh, Completed complaint files then are um, analyzed and reviewed in the disposition. The final set of eyes that looks at it will probably be myself. Um, I will look at the file. I'll review it myself to make sure that it's complete to make sure that the disposition is in effect. And then it is reported to the Office of the Chiefs of for their review and also to the Board of Police Commissioners. Um, At the conclusion of all of that, we notify the whether or not, what, what, what the final outcome of the complaint was. Uh, the second track, of course, is mediation or slash reconciliation, where sometimes can come in and they really don't want to go through the investigative process, or they would rather just have the matters handled, or have somebody listen to them um, explain exactly what happened. These are for your, I don't want to capitalize them that, that serious complaints, but these are the situations where maybe there was a misunderstanding, uh, lack of communication, things of that nature. about uh, data report to by the Attorney General this year We're getting ready to come out for another year, and I suspect even during the pandemic, the numbers are still going to look crazy. Um, and crazy things, right? Uh, and we understand that there are uh, lots of folks who are pulled over, uh, and, and we as black people are pulled over uh, more than a 100% of the time than anybody else. Um,
1: if
2: the system, for those kinds of issues. So, uh, and, uh, and so my question is, uh, what do we know about complaints along those lines? Uh, Are you coming your office deal with that? Yeah, let me just go to travel for the life of me. Uh, <laughs> my biggest frustration is with that report every year. I've been with this office, I'm in my 20th year of working in office. And from the very first time I was in the office when I was the racial profiling um, uh, report that comes from uh, Jefferson City and the lack of action, or I should say uh-huh. the growth, like growth in action that comes out of that report, I, I often I wonder maybe surprised, guys, why do we, why do we even issue this report? <laughs> because, <laughs> the intervening circumstances because, you know, it, it's almost like you're trying to you're trying to make a judgment on the individual's heart of their intent, right? Um, so, it, it's, very, it's very difficult. However, it is, it is also, you know, you a number of those complaints. Um, at the very least, you can make a training recommendation like, look, this is an issue, um, and it needs to be addressed in some meaningful way, and we need to make sure that we have documentation of how it is being addressed because, um, that, that report and the lack of attention that it has gotten has been a, a it, it's been problematic for me for a number of years. And I've also wondered <laughs> when. Yeah. this I mean, it wasn't until first it that happened that we was older and I are going to be some of the smaller jurisdictions and things like that. i like, this has been going on yeah. <laughs> for as long as I've been in Kansas City. In the, the whole Kansas. time. And, yeah. and, I mean, and it's to the point where it's now, now comedy. Like, well, you know, if you drive to Orangeburg, you to Jeff City, slow down when you get to, get to uh, Lake Jacomo, you know, because you're going to get pulled over. I mean, it, that's, that's not acceptable <laughs> that if you are a person of color, that you just naturally understand that you can't go to certain areas of the state or city, or even here locally, you know, they say, well, you're going to take the 3rd Street, and cross over the Blue Ridge, watch out. <laughs> I mean, right, that's right. That's not acceptable. Sundown laws, when I heard the movie, they talked about going north of the river. That's not acceptable. <laughs> Why break? Why are we what? allowing these conversations to go unanswered and, and, and no, no attention paid to them? But, yeah, so I, it's, it's something that I often, we definitely look at. Um, I understand there's a lot of difficulty with the journal, but I think this report has been out. The data has been out there for so many years that should, something can be done.
0: This man. the hottest thing going is what happened down in Atlanta, about the, uh, they say, some people say it's not a hate crime, where the eight, uh, people got killed at the massage party and six of them was Korean. Hopefully, uh, Mr. Brooks, uh, have we, do we need to call him again? But what are your thoughts on that and what should be done? And this happened, a lot of time. it doesn't come out or swept under the table or whatever, until something happened. We have the interview. The same thing happened down in South Carolina where the guy, because he's still in jail, killed the nine black people in the church. It's like they're trying to start a civil war. Does that compare with what just recently happened, the hottest thing? And, you know, CNN and MSNBC and the local news, they get right on top of it, and then they kind of die out. What's your, uh, either one of you? What should happen? At what is being done? How can the military get involved in things like that?
2: Well, I just I just say this right quickly. I, I grew up in Georgia. <laughs> I, um, my, family from, my family's from my family from South Carolina, so I, I'm, I'm well aware of the attitudes of, of, of my home state and the region in general. Um, and I'll just go through that. I I, I I was disgusted and outraged by the immediate excuses that were attempted made on, on the, uh, the suspect in this case, you know. Uh, it's like automatically it went from um, what it looks to be on his face to trying to find all of these and justifications for why um, this individual may have done, done something when other people in the community aren't afforded um, that latitude in, in, in those types of discussions. Um, so, I, I would definitely And uh, the other thing that needs to happen is that the level of advocacy um, needs, the pressure needs to stay applied. You know, it's not something where we can get sidetracked and move on to the next thing. Um, eight people lost their lives needlessly, you know, regardless of the justification that there, is, there needs to be some type of consequence for this individual, and the pressure needs to be applied on the individual, particularly those in that municipality, to make sure that they get it done. I, 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 you, we saw the same attempt at justification in the Ahmaud you know, when they tried to justify why people taking these same actions in this, this, this should not even be a part of the conversation. Um, we, we definitely need to make sure that we uh, unify, that we are
1: approach and make sure that this is happening in this place. I'm trying to Right. in quick in that, Atlanta was the last state in the union, okay, to have a crime, you, know, you know, a crime, a crime law put on the, you know, you know, crime law put on, on the books, and that was just a couple of years ago, and I think,
2: Now, in that report, it's not on the police officer to decide, Hey, this is a hate crime. Hey, this is just a kid having a bad day. You know, look at two the churches. Or they vandalize two the churches in Callaway County. They're the oldest black churches in Missouri. And law enforcement wants to sit up there and say, Hey, this is just something that happened. Kids are bad kids, it's not a hate crime. Well, how did they find themselves to in the black church? Just like this crime, where they killed eight people who had to be, I guess six of them were Asian, uh, who are who working there, they got good customers as well, uh, and then all of a sudden they're trying to create some justification and create the narrative. What if, what if, there was one officer that's supposed to talk about stuff, and then they talk about what they found and the scene, as opposed to how they feel about what it is that they found? They have been characterizing revi- minority participation in society, we're going to keep seeing situations just like this, not only in Missouri, but throughout the rest of the state. That kind of raises my next question. Um, How many cases have you sent over to the prosecutors? And i think you, your office. I know it's not you, but you have an option to does that. Yeah, we, that (laughs) is, interesting, look, we're, we're, we're silent. We don't take these cases from the office. That is, again, that is a function of, Police department do their agreements, their MOUs, to have matters uh, reviewed independently, uh, matters involving civil rights and use of force, that is something that the police department would do. Yeah, uh, okay, okay. Um do so you wait on the police department to turn themselves into the bus <laughs> here? You said that I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know is, but no, no, it. no, but then <laughs> Um, those, those matters are, are reviewed um, by the by outside groups, uh, mainly uh, the FBI, um, any, anything that involves uh, Section 1983 civil rights like violations of that nature. Um, uh, people cases uh, uh, are reviewed by the prosecutor's office, and uh, they recently hired a, um, a retired uh, case from the Kansas City Police Department. He also uh, reviews um, those matters. Work as well. I see. I see. Um, okay. Okay. So I hear the FBI can be brought in. I hear the uh, interview for those to the prosecutor's office. We've got a couple of mechanisms to help with that. Do you ever bring in the Highway Patrol to try to assist with, uh, uh investigations? Do they have them? <laughs> <a> on <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> the making i think on uh, the Highway Patrol is usually brought in of officer-involved shooting. Um, at least that, that's what I, I, I've seen. They're not so much involved with... Okay, so let me just clarify. Our office, we don't do anything that could potentially be a criminal matter, right? Because we are not a, 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 we are not a criminal agency. Um, our stuff is, is, is policy-based. we more administrative and um, what we do. So anything anything that might um, rise to the level of a, a actual uh, felony or a very serious referred to either an outside agency review or the prosecutor's office. Okay, so like unlawful use of force. I mean that kind of thing. Yeah, okay. we we might be, we, we might be initially looking at the use of force, but if it, if it is deemed that um, there is a potential uh, violation of the law, then of course yeah, that that's referred to the uh, prosecutor's
0: office. Well, let me ask you okay. this. You know, everybody said they got this different legislation and uh, act and they have the uh, grand jury. But see how they found some excuse to get that people, let them off the hook, or this person didn't do this, this person didn't do that, and black folks have been getting killed. Like, I've seen more stuff and appreciate and applaud the world coming on George Floyd. But what's going to happen on that? The same thing they got in Atlanta. Everybody's talking about this is nothing new on either part, the Asian nor the other people of color, but getting results and getting some conviction, where well, a lot of people get and they put them on administrative leave with pay. What's going to become of that? What can we do? What can the average Joe Blow do something to get involved? Of course, we say register and vote. But what do you guys have to add? And that includes you two, our. Right? What do you all have to add to get some positive results?
2: One, one thing i noticed is, is that the chief of police is either appointed in most jurisdictions, absent Kansas City and St. Louis, because of a historical racial perspective on how laws were going to be enforced and who they were going to be enforced upon. Generally, the chief of police is accountable to the mayor and the city council or the board of them. Uh In Kansas City, that is not the case. You still have back politicians down there in Jefferson City deciding how we as people of color are going to be police here in the town. And so I think that that would be the one thing that we can try to If we need local control of our police department, then at least it can be messed up here locally. And I, uh, I think the a cat's but I've said it's, it's you know, we called for the resignation of Chief, who are concerned about your leadership. Uh, long-standing issues such as driving wild black, those are local issues handled in-house, right? That is, an uh, officer, you can see what they're doing, if you don't like it. police, you can change it. It's a lack of willpower, not a lack of until we actually
1: as well as the fire department. And, and here in St. Louis we have a uh, case that you know right going on right now here with our police department. Uh, with, with the uh what's we having having a police so was uh, undercover that was uh you know seen up real badly in a in a, in a in a protest we had a couple years ago. And and so now uh, uh, we have crime we number one crime and young people and this for the last couple of years. So here in St. Louis, uh, our problem has been that the police, the police department is un- understaffed and we are just uh, killing them and going like crazy. So the police department is kind of, uh, you know, uh, we don't know who to turn. To for lack like of a better description, cause we to get a new mayor coming in in the next couple of weeks here. And so we're all hoping for a change. Because I will say one thing for sure uh, here, okay, the last police, the, the, the mayor, okay, it all came from the same, uh, same uh, group of people, so to speak. And so we're hoping for change and you know, so we'll progress progressive looking at police and, and we have in the past really good old boys, they were too
0: long here in the same but well, what can the people do? We know, you know what is needed. What is procedure to get the citizenry involved who might not know what to do or want to do?
1: running for mayor uh, uh, in the next month, will
0: be changing the way the whole police department operates. That must be no sure. So a change, the, there would, would be the first case to for the voters ask for a change. This is a change. We open for some other uh, procedure uh, uh, information. That's what the show is all about. Guess who's coming to Kansas City. We should be saying, guess who's leaving Kansas City if they don't want to do right. Well,
1: that's <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So let me compliment you guys there on the, on the, on your uh, the gentleman. that's all just having the complaints and stuff there for being around for so long. We hear saying, look, we, we've been trying to have a citizen review board of some sort. we, we put together you know, for years and years and years and years, you know. And also, uh, we also, we mentioned, we talked about in King County, where we also have a police department that's beat, beat so, so and also. We, been a racist. Um, we had complaints from the uh, chief on down as far as discrimination, and we were the police chief's uh, brother was fired of the most fire. a dispatcher cause he was on the radio, so we got a lot of
2: Um, to, to talk to them about you know, the issues whatever, around the investigation, to try whatever we can do in um, the immediate uh, to, uh, to uh, address and deal with um, those, those, those matters. So it, as far as policy regulations, it really depends on, on the nature of complaint. Um I think the last policy regulations uh, that they've had to deal with um, uh, some, of the, some of the report writing. particularly when you're looking at policy issues because black or white because there's a lot of latitude that, that's left in terms of officer discretion So uh, we have to make sure that officer discretion is utilized reasonably we have to make sure that um, that, that, that they are uh, situational based, you know, meaning that uh, that proper discretion is for the situation. we can't just have this blanket policy as well uh, this is the type of case, there are a lot of people that don't need to look at each of these individuals individually and see the right uh, corrective action against their, but uh, we found that Uh-huh. You, can, you can only look at the history
1: of our hospital to get evacuated. Well, you know, here, you know here one of the problems that we have here is the, uh, the one that's on the board. Here, and the problem is that like all the whole, whole American people are saying, you uh, know, if we go up uh, and also with the two years off,
2: Uh, our, our, our call trying to that, some of the, uh, the issues they in
0: terms of the of yeah. Well, unfortunately, we not reached that time again, about the end of the show, and it always happens, every.
2: or my website is www.kccommunitycomplaints.org That's the one word, kccommunitycomplaints.org But if you can reach me at any time, my direct line is 826 I will answer the phone, uh, and <laughs> you can call me at any time, and trust me, whether it's good or bad, I, I, I am have- So, if there's something that we to do of how, how, provide oversight of the, country, the very old, uh, work? Hey, thank you, Marilyn. Uh, i got a of different that have a lot of different the day. Uh, also, the first, you know, on a
0: have Doctor Annette Shelton, who will be our special guest, along with Edna E. Perry, and talking about the two icons. She's in real estate, and these have been we're talking about people working together. This is referral for S. Doctor Nelson Network, and be sure to turn on and tune in. Like our closes out, like. How they can, if they want to hear, read, or see this show, what should they go to? Hmm. Is it gone? Is our time up? Well, thank you very much.